0: welcome to the sanctuary a safe space to speak from the heart i'm your host israel and my guest today is Chantel casey welcome to the sanctuary
1: hi thanks so much for having me
0: yeah uh how are you doing today not too bad
1: it's it was a nice quiet weekend so kind of perfect nice long easter weekend so
0: yeah how are you seen here although oh my god so you know there's this justice league snyder's yeah whatever the, anyway so i decided to watch it i've slept off twice now like i guess i you know when i start watching it i'm tired so like but the first time you know because it starts in parts it's like part one right. so i finished part one and then part two started and then i slept off and then i started part two again and I got to a point I got to where Wonder Woman meets Batman because she now knows oh man, shit is right. about to go down, slept off again. <laughs> so the next time I'll start watching, I know where to start.
1: Right. Uh you hopefully
0: hopefully the, yeah, exactly. I mean, hopefully this time I'll get to see. And the worst part is now I don't even have any comparison. Like, I can't remember what Justice League was like. Like, I don't have any clue. I can't. All I remember was that Superman was dead. Then he came back. Then he fought them, and then they killed that guy or something. And then they were like boxes or something. There's,
1: there's too many movies. I find that I start getting like so confused about what's going on and like which universe is what, and, like which <laughs> characters are supposed to be hanging out with which ones. Like, yeah, it gets so complicated.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I like is like I love TV shows because yep. even though they are longer. You know, they kind of space it out. Although, oh my God. Oh my God. There's a show. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's called, it's new. I think it's on NBC or I don't know. One of those channels anyway. It's called Debris. And the whole premise of this show is that like you know, maybe some ship crashed on Earth, and then you know it puts its debris all over the world. You know, over all over North America, I guess. And then each debris has like a like a power of some kind. You know, so one debris might make you face through walls. One debris might clone people. One debris, you know, yeah. You know, the premise is interesting, right. but it's so not good at all like it's right. so bad okay so what <laughs> makes it bad is that i think first off i don't know if you've seen the show fringe it's no, old no. oh oh I've man heard that show is, i've heard of it it's so good right okay. so the guy that made fringe is kind of responsible for this show so it's like you know it should be good yeah, I, yeah. it's, in, it's in his genre also so he like you know he's kind of like drama kind of sci-fi kind of like you know thriller type stuff and then there's this girl her father is supposed to be dead but he's alive and he might be (laughs) working with the bad guys so like you know it has all the you know it has all the right ingredients but it's just not mixed right yeah so so i think to me if i if i was given this thing to do what i would have done is like it's a story right and like I always expect people to, people are watching or reading or whatever thing I do, like, they are super smarter than me and they'll figure it out. (laughs) But you kind of have to give them clues, man. You just don't, like, so in this world, everything has already happened. The fucking alien ship has landed and, like, they've already created this agency and these people already have ways to fix this thing and they can touch this debris without that. Like, the show they should have made is how they figured all this yeah. stuff out. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, absolutely. That is the show they
0: should have made. Now, all this thing is figured out, and, like, we are just watching people, like, oh, you know, I know how to take care of this, and, I, like, you know, <laughs> anyway, sorry. I, I didn't no, mean to rant, right. but, like, the the premise of the show was so good, right. but they killed it.
1: Have you ever heard of or watched the show Misfits? No. So it's a British show. I think it was from BBC maybe. I mean like BBC is the only like show like channel that I know of in, in the UK. But um, mm. it was about these teenagers who there's a, there's a giant storm and they all get hit. I think it was lightning or something like that. And they all get these different powers and they realize that that happens kind of all over the world. And like other people Ooh. in the UK also have these weird powers and like, Some of the powers are really weird. Like one of them is the ability to control milk. Like (laughs) super super weird trying to figure out how that's relevant or like how that's going to be interesting. But then you realize Mm. that that person is able to like make someone eat, you know, cheese and then mess up their insides because they can control the cheese that's inside of them. But it's actually really, really good. And it kind of sounds a little bit like that one, but like more interesting and it's a little bit older. It's a, it, it ended probably like 10 years ago or something now maybe less but it's good i would i would definitely watch it
0: you know what and this is not to say like us versus english stuff but the british make better shows just they just do and i think the thing about north american shows is that they just want to stretch it like you can tell that story in six episodes we don't need fucking 24 episodes like now we're just putting things we don't need like Totally. Fucking like there's a sh- there's a show called Broad Church, and yes, I think it's like it. maybe four or five episodes, but it's so good. <laughs> but you know what happened? Then they said, Oh, you know, let's try to make an American thing, right? And then they did a second season, and the second season was crap. Like, what the fuck? Like, the show yeah. is done, just leave it right yeah. fucking there, man.
1: That's oh we two seasons six episodes each perfect like that's all you need that's all you like you get the characters you get the stories it doesn't get drawn out you don't get bored with it like it's great yeah
0: yeah 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 another show another like british show well i think this one is more um, australian or something okay maybe new zealand anyway it's called oh it's something about lies but it's also like four or five episodes Okay. It's so good. It's so good. And then they 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 took they made the American version and it's so crap. It's so crap it's so crap because it's like i don't know 10 15, 16 episodes what we don't need this shit like no, we don't need it no. like the stories contain let's just oh i didn't bring you here to come around about shows so sorry no, about okay. that but
1: i uh i'm off work right now so i've been watching a lot of tv so i can talk a lot about
0: tv right now I like... what 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 shows are you watching now? so
1: i'm trying to finish a bunch of shows that i started and so just because i'm a completionist like i like being able to take things off. A list and mm-hmm. so I'm trying really hard right now to get rid of all the shows that I'm like halfway through or like a third <laughs> of the way through I'm kind of advancing. so um, watching Dawson's Creek and that is an example there's like 24 episodes per season they're all an hour long it's taking forever <laughs> to get through um, I'm watching Doctor Who so a, a British show awesome yeah. very fun um, I just finished the Twin Peaks Return oh, which yeah, was yeah. like It was a slog. Like, man, it was a a hard time to get through. I'm a huge Twin Peaks fan. I had a a band um, back in the day, and we were named after Twin Peaks. We, like, did merch that was Twin Peaks themed. We did our album was Twin Peaks themed. And I really loved the show. So I was so psyched when they did a return of it. Mm -hmm. And I think I abandoned it after six episodes because, like, I mean, I know David Lynch is, like, weird and abstract and yeah. that's part of his charm but it was like too disjointed even for me like I was having a really hard time so I took a break for like two mm. years and then came back and finished it all last week and uh <laughs> the latter half was definitely a lot better like it, it started connecting and like making more sense and it got yeah. really interesting and then I, I liked it a lot but yeah so I've been I've been binging a lot of shows a lot of movies too so yeah Which movies. so I'm trying here's another like me trying to be a completionist i'm trying to watch all the top 100 movies on the afi list of the american film institute
0: yeah Um, what are some of the films on that list that you've seen
1: there's some. i mean so there's some good ones you know like you've got like citizen kane is number one you've got uh you know what
0: (laughs) pause pause you continue but like i've not seen citizen kane so maybe i shouldn't talk but like i don't fucking get it like i've tried (laughs) i've tried i don't get like yeah, everyone is like this is the best cinema in the thing and I'm yeah. like
1: I will say there are some some movies on there like so the the list was last updated in 1997 I think. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm looking forward to a revised list because there are some movies on there I don't <laughs> think they should be I like Ben-Hur is number 100 I think or maybe 99. Oh.
0: I hope that. Is that, that the I- one with the, with the chariot race yeah, and stuff? It is. Okay. But that
1: chariot race is like a five minute part of a three and a half hour movie. And, <laughs> like, dude, it is not worth the rest of it. It was <laughs> such a vlog. It took so long to get through and get going. And, like, I didn't care about anything that was going on. But there yeah. was like some really good movies in there, too. Like, there was um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf um which i had never seen before that i really like sunset boulevard all about eve like i like a lot of those older like 1950s 1940s films um mm. but there's a lot of westerns and i'm not much <laughs> into westerns
0: there's is, a is westerns. this film um Ailey confidential in the list
1: i so i He not in the watch- list
0: then that list is wrong
1: I know that I watched that in the last two years, but I can't remember if I watched it because it's on the list or not. I don't think it is,
0: but I remember oh, liking it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good, 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 Yeah. Good. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Um, also in the, in the last, like, if you wanna um, like a show to watch, <clears throat> I can't remember, Damon Lindelof, right? Okay. If there's a show that has his name on it, watch it okay i don't know how he does it but like in the last i don't know 10 15 20 years so like in that time one of the best shows was lost and he was right. on it like he was one of the people on Lost. but lost i don't know whatever okay cool. got a little weird <laughs> and then he, he took some time and then he made a show called the leftovers okay it's so good! Oh my god, this show is so good. So, like, the, the premise of this show is basically, you know, like, some an event happened and some people just disappeared. Right. And then some people are now left over. Uh, right. And then they're trying to figure out what happened, you know, so there's a government agency and then, anyway, but the main story is following this sheriff of this small town that sees things and dies and wakes up and then there's also this cult that believes that they call themselves the guilty remnants i remember one time the show was cancelled or something or was supposed to be cancelled and and then people that love the show dress like dress like the guilty remnants to like protest and the guilty remnants just wear all white mostly overalls and and just smoke and they don't talk and they just write on parts. It's it's okay. so good. I know it, it doesn't sound good, but if you watch it, it's good. And then that one, you know, finished. Had his conclusion. And the guy took a break. And then I found out he was going to make out a little show called Watchmen. Now, I don't know if you know, like, Watchmen. Watchmen is this oh, yeah, graphic to, novel. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, everyone is like, you know, and everyone was like, oh, man, this guy is going to kill it. And i'm gonna tell you right now like in the last i don't know maybe three five years that's one of the best shows i've seen and oh. one thing i also like about it is is that he's saying he's not gonna make a season two like he will not make it but if hbo wants to they can make it with someone else because the sh the show is so self-contained it's like its own thing you don't right. need any, like he ended it that they could continue, but you don't need anything. It's so right.
1: good. Anyway, so here's a, here's a question for you just to like yeah. stay on, on the TV train. Um, yeah. I saw this on Twitter the other day and it made me laugh because I think that it's pretty universal. Like, did you watch the walking dead?
0: Yeah, I did To When did you,
1: we, yeah. When did you quit? <laughs> it was like, when did I quit the walking dead? dead. Cause yeah. I feel like no one watches it anymore.
0: Yeah, I don't watch it anymore. Um, I think after what was his name? The guy that killed everybody, you know, so the the season was about to end and then he got them. He's not the governor, the the next bad guy. Oh that
1: yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. it's him. Yeah after
0: him, I don't know. I don't think I watched it.
1: Yeah. That's around when I quit too. I like I tried, man. I really did. I'm like, I don't like Abandoning shows, especially when I put so much work into it, it's like the sunk mm. cost fallacy. You know, like you put, it's like, edits, yeah, you know, like you put so much money into a car.
0: You're just going to it. Like how much <laughs> money
1: have I have I sunk into this? That's how I yeah. felt about like Walking Dead. I was like, you know, I've put so many hours of my time. Yeah. In, so I don't want to just get rid of it, and I just I couldn't do it anymore. It's just like <laughs> it would come to like Sunday night, and I'd be like, oh man, like. Another one. When does the season end so I get a few months off and I don't have to
0: watch anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I I stopped kind of around that time too.
0: You know the funniest thing? I actually jumped on the Fiery Walking Dead. Okay. And I and I watched that one and I tried and it was just full. That boy was just whining. He was just whining. Like, how do you whine that much anyway? And then he dies and like, okay, finally he died. And then, you know, they bring people from The Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead. And, and then they kill the lead. Oh, man. Anyway, no, I don't watch it anymore. It's yeah. sad.
1: Yeah. I don't think anyone yeah. does. I will say, though, so yeah. I used to run a pinball league in town. and uh, Oh! Yeah.
0: Nice.
1: The Walking Dead pinball machine is yeah. super fun. Like, if <laughs> you get a chance to go play a Walking Dead machine... Yeah. Blew it up because it's a it's a really fun time it's a fun machine to play there's like what makes what i think at least makes a good pinball machine is mm-hmm. like a game that you can easily pick up what the rules are as you know a beginner so a mm-hmm. lot of the machines that are newer now are so complicated it's like you have to hit seven things and then that'll give you the chance to hit another third thing and then that like you have to hit that five times, and then it'll unlock this other thing. And like, you can use five different <laughs> characters. Like, this is just like you got to kill some zombies. Like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> these are the like red dots. Hit those red dots. You get to kill some zombies. You go up some loops and stuff. And like, there's some repeatable shots. Like, that's what I really find satisfying is like if you can just like keep going up a ramp over and over again. Like that is a fun time because it's it's all physics, right? Like it's a little bit Holy of physics. I'm just like figure out what angle and what speed your ball has to hit a certain, you know, uh, I don't know, portion <laughs> of the of the play field to give yeah. you what you need. And it's just like when you finally get that, um, I don't know, that skill of being able to aim from the flipper and like get the ball, the place that you actually want to go to, like that mm-hmm. is so fun.
0: Like Okay. So you want to know something funny? Yeah. I was two days old when I found out that you just don't, you know, flip the ball around. Like, I didn't know there was a strategy to... I thought you just yeah. send it up till it falls, you know, till it doesn't come back anymore. I didn't know there was a whole strategy to this Oh, thing. yeah.
1: So, I mean, yeah, the, the, the goal of the game is to not let the ball drain. You know, that's yeah. the most simple thing. But, like, all the different machines have a different goal. Like, something is um some of the older machines are just like hit a couple targets as much as you can the newer machines are like fifteen thousand dollars and like oh and they're all like they're all like um digital right so you can do like there's some cool um there's one that i really like that is the aerosmith game so it has Mm. different songs and each song has a different Uh, goal that you have to do so you have to try and get all the songs and do all the goals that all the each song has and it's Mm -hmm. everything from like you have to get the ball into um like a a hole basically uh like each time uh three times or something and then another one you have to hit a certain like little bobble on the game like things like that so it's actually really interesting so here's a cool a cool fact like if you're ever at a party and you want to like you know, pull out a cool little like nugget of information. Mm-hmm. Um Pinball was illegal for a really long time, uh, especially in America and in, in Canada. Because Why? Yeah, so because it was um it was tied to the mob and gambling and money laundering. How so, like Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's wild,
0: right? This so, is a TV show. I swear to yeah, God. No.
1: Totally. Because so what they they basically associated it with the mob and money laundering because people could just put as much money into a machine and it's I not
0: it regulated,
1: right? So that's how they could just like shuffle the money around. And we oh. um, also, like you just did, like didn't realize that it was a game of skill and not just a game of chance. So in the 70s in New York, they went all the way to the state Supreme Court mm. to prove that uh, pinball was a game of skill and not a game of chance. So they oh. brought this guy out, um, put five machines in front of him, and made him call the shots, like, kind of like in pool, right? He'd be like, what? the corner pocket, oh, like, orange, whatever. But he would do that but with the, the pinball. And he'd be like, all right, I'm going to hit... This, I'm gonna go up this ramp and then I'm gonna this <laughs> target and get it the whole time. And what so, what the they, fuck? they legalized uh pinball in New York because of this guy. And what so the fu- he has- what? Oh, Wait, it- there has to be yeah. a
0: documentary of this. I need to watch this already. Right?
1: There's some interesting documentaries about pinball, but oh are, uh, just like showing how nerdy, uh, No, 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 good. this is an interesting
0: but, <laughs> story. Like it used to be illegal until these guys like, wait, I can actually do it, make oh, it yeah. do what I want. Yeah.
1: And like, so okay. cool, some, some other cool things. So his sons, he has two sons. Um, they now run the international flipper pinball association. The, so the IFPA, um, so they're in charge of basically like a lot of different states and provinces and things like that have leagues um and they oh, do like shit. a tournament every month and then they have a national tournament and so we would
0: have you blow their mind here. I
1: know it's like a really <laughs> intricate like group of uh, hobbyists so like in Halifax oddly enough we have a huge um pinball like you know group of people like we have a really good community of pinball players and we have one guy who like his day job is him. He's uh, a pilot and he's he's like a long range pilot. Like he does like Toronto to Japan. Um, oh, juice. Okay. So he can only fly about nine days a month or something. I mean, obviously, he's probably not doing that a whole lot right now, but mm-hmm. um, usually he would only be allowed to do like nine days a month because of all the uh, jet lag and needing to sleep and everything so mm-hmm. on his off time when he's not being a pilot he actually runs basically the only company in the world that reproduces playfield so a playfield on a pinball machine is the actual like wood that you're playing on like the, the wood that the ball is like rolling on that's a playfield mm-hmm. and he runs basically the only company in the world that reproduces playfield so like he buys the the rights to the artwork and he has artists like doing up all the new play fields so that you can replace them when the ball kind of scratches oh, it okay
0: off. you really should introduce us because it's super interesting like <laughs> yeah, right? like you know when when you said oh i used to run the pinball league i just thought it was <laughs> no. an excuse to get your friends together to drink no this is no, like I mean, really serious stuff like you know <laughs> you do that but like like, I didn't know, you know, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to score 20,000. Like, I was wondering what the fucking score was reading. Like, all I'm doing is just sending the ball to eat oh, stuff. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Holy shit, I didn't oh, know yeah. there was skill involved. If
1: you're the whole thing, and, like, if you get uh, all the goals that you're supposed to have, like, a lot of machines then have a thing called the wizard mode. And uh, it basically is, like, the like the final boss like if you're playing a video game, right? You have like that final boss and that's what wizard mode is. And it's like, you get all these like crazy points and you have like all these different things that you have to, usually it's like all the, um, all the targets are lit up. Everything's lit, like everything's open. You can try and get everything. But like, yeah, we ran a, a pinball league and we would have tournaments once a month. We had a league night. Um, it was originally at a dualies, but then when the Propeller Arcade opened up, we moved to Propeller um one of the guys who basically started the arcade at propeller was one of the pinball league members so uh we did the hosting there and they were always so courteous to us and really great and obviously once hopefully things are a little bit back to normal the league can can start up again i'm not a part of it anymore but um it's still something that i am super passionate about and really love
0: how were you a part of it before and why did you leave
1: so I ran it with my boyfriend at the time, and we broke up. So that is why I kind of stepped away from it a little bit.
0: Why? Um, like, you know?
1: Why did you
0: I? Like, no, yeah, yeah, so you have broken up. Like, it's like it's kind of like, you know, who keeps the kids here? Yeah, it's, it's yeah like...
1: I mean, kind of a little bit. Um, but it, it, it was more his baby. Like, he has a pinball tattoo. Like, he he's a huge pinball player. We had five machines when we lived together. Um, and but yeah i mean it was it was definitely more his baby than mine like he loved doing all the uh like running the tournaments and things like that um i helped so yeah
0: Yeah. but like so when when everyone gets well most people get the vaccine and we you know life is back to normal and then the league is back up you're just gonna go as a spectator or
1: I'd probably go again. Like, we're still friends. We're still, we still talk every couple of weeks and everything like that. We're, we're, you know, on, on good terms and I'm still friends with a lot of the people in the league as well. And so, um, it's just like, yeah, it's a fun, fun little community. Um, okay. you guys to
0: learn- need to teach me how you do that thing though. Yeah. I mean, there's some cool. No, little- no, no, not the pinball thing. Oh, well, <laughs> I, the the pinball I don't know yeah like how the f- how do you do that i'm like how I, I, you know i i keep telling people i i don't think i'm that i'm that grown up enough like <laughs> if if we are together right and then we're not together anymore like if i see in public i'll be co-chairs of course right. so i'm not gonna be a dick but like yeah. Like, don't fucking call me and or, Like, I'm not right. gonna tell you happy birthday and shit. Right? No. Right. I mean, I might, but right. mm, actually, you no. Know no, I will not. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I will say, not.
1: I, I've got a couple exes that I definitely don't talk to. that were jerks. Um, but he was—he's a, was a nice guy, and you know, we didn't have any issues. It was just one yeah. of those things where, like, we're not a good fit for each other romantically, but we're like, we're fine.
0: No, no, I think my thing is this, right? I think my thing is like, if I'm with someone and then like, I want to do human, everything, humanly possible, like to my capacity and to my capability, I'll do everything I can do to make us work. Right? Right. But what is obvious that, man, we're not going to work. Like we like, there's no, to me, we done like, you know, right. But I guess to me, I'm lucky in that every time, like, I, I no when someone no more, I'm not in that city or town, so I right. don't have to see the person. But like, if I was like, say, with someone and we lived in Halifax, I don't know, I don't know yeah. what to do.
1: See, I I also like I don't date very much. Like I I'm either like I'll hang out with you for a couple of weeks and see how it goes, and that's about it, or I'm dating you for four years. Like, I don't do, like, oh, we were, like, you know, hanging out for a few months. I don't really do that. So, I think that that also helps because then I don't have that, like, kind of middle ground and then you don't know how to, (laughs) to, like, deal with each other in public. Like, I don't really have that experience very much. So, like, this guy and I were together for four years and, you know, like, I care about him and his family very much and, like, he was always Mm -hmm. a nice guy. So, we Mm -hmm. didn't talk for probably, like six or seven months after we broke up which I think helped because then it gives you that space and time and then Mm. yeah we just like catch up every now and then like if I see something that I that reminds me of them I'll send it to them be like oh hey I saw this thing I think you'd like it or like Merry Christmas hope you're doing well tell the tell the family I say hi kind of thing like Mm. it's not like we're hanging out every day and like you know anything (laughs) like that but we're we're on good terms so
0: okay yeah, yeah i know I, I, I need i need to get to that level but <laughs> I, I mean i don't have right i guess the other thing is i don't have to really think or worry about that right because right like i'm married i don't need to worry about that but that's the other thing too though you know like with kids you know we mentioned the kids thing like if you guys are not together anymore right as long as you have kids man you're pretty much together
1: yeah. Anyway, together forever.
0: <laughs> I sidetrack. So, um, you mentioned that you play music. So, how did you get into playing music?
1: Oh my gosh! Like I've played since I was a kid. Like I, I started playing guitar. I think when I was nine. Um, mm-hmm. my my dad plays guitar. And my uncle also plays. And music was always just a huge part of my life as a kid. Um, Like there are videos, like I found a bunch of childhood videos recently. They are cringy as hell. um, But like, like, there's videos of me like forcing my friends to interview me as if I'm a rock star, and like, and then at the end I'm like, okay, everyone, and then I like sing and perform, and I'm just like, I can't believe I was like, I can't believe I had friends. Like I would not have been friends with me because that is awful. Like I'd be like, who is this bitch? Like taking up all the time. So, uh, yeah, I started playing guitar and, uh, then in, in grade six or seven, I can't remember, uh, I was in the school band and like in music class in school
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we all needed to pick an instrument and I picked trumpet. I didn't like what? it. Yeah. Well, cause we had to pick either trumpet, clarinet or flute.
0: And oh, I didn't
1: okay. do either of the other ones. So I was like, I don't know, I guess trumpet, it seems the easiest, there's only three keys. Like that's, that, I mean, yeah, there's only three keys on a trumpet. So I think that's what- No, it, like,
0: is it the easiest of the three to play? I
1: don't know if it is, but like- I Yeah, because- it was, Cause it's just yeah. like,
0: you just got- Oh, three just three things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I, you know, funny enough, I'm kind of partial to the trumpet, right? um I feel like in the hands of someone that knows what they're doing. yeah. You can make just stunning music. So there's this group called Sub Motion Orchestra. I don't know if you know of them, but like they have really good songs. Right. But their outstanding songs has this guy in their group playing like a trumpet solo. Right. Every song they have that has a trumpet solo is is like
1: oh yeah,
0: crazy. Anyway, yeah. So you took the trumpet.
1: Yeah, and I really didn't. I mean, it wasn't for me. I didn't love it. I it was fine. And um, but I just wanted to do something a little bit more fun. So I asked if I could play bass. And they're like, well, if you take classes outside of the classroom, we'll let you because the teacher couldn't, you know, be like, okay, everyone has three instruments. And then suddenly you have a fourth <laughs> one, that I have to, like, mm-hmm. teach you how to play. So my dad put me in classes for bass. And I was the only girl in school who played bass. So I would like, For school talent shows, I was the bass player. And, like, for the school band, I was the bass player and everything. (laughs) So learned those two. And then just through the years, like, I did the singer-songwriter thing for a bit when I was, like, 16 to, like, 20. What would
0: would your songs be about, the ones you write? (laughs)
1: They were all about like the same guy. <laughs> they, were like, they were all about like one person and it was all about like, him. The funniest thing too is like they were all about how he was a jackass and like <laughs> we, but we were like, I don't know, we were almost on and off and like, but he liked the songs and I remember like I would go to his family, um, like get togethers and stuff like that and he would make me play them and be like, play the, play this one about me. And I'm like, really? and his grandmother would be there and being like, oh, okay. And it's like about how he's an asshole and like how he's like, very nice. And so <laughs> it, was, it was mainly about that. Um, but yeah, that, did the singer songwriter thing, got involved a lot in the back scene uh, or like the background stuff too. Like I was helping organize some festivals and some shows and things like that. Which then festivals? Yeah. Uh, they were just like small, tiny festivals that like, okay, yeah, they were, uh, I used to go to this place called the youth house, which I am so grateful for. Like, I will say I'm from Moncton originally from Moncton, New Brunswick. And I will say that like, they had a great all ages scene, like the ability to see concerts and like smaller shows and give the opportunity to like underage kids to not only see concerts but like to be able to perform as well like without having to be at a bar because you couldn't do it at a bar right like Mm -hmm. so you would have people who were like 16 15 and stuff like that putting on their own shows and like also going to see their friends play that Mm -hmm. meant so much to me as a kid and like we had this youth house that was really cool it was like a a cool just like place that you would go to they had a a skate park outside they would have theme nights and stuff like that and it was just like a place to go um to Mm. hang out with people your own age and and kind of like in a safe space um Mm. because it had social workers that that were the staff and stuff like that so um helped them put on shows and put on festivals and stuff and then moved to Halifax and started a couple bands a couple like cover bands and things like that and then my own band which was just kind of Mm. a called audrey and the agents which was a stupid idea on my part like like i said it was it was twin peaks so you are
0: like is that from a film movie or something yeah it was
1: it was based off twin peaks which i thought was like the time but then everyone just assumed my name was audrey yeah right (laughs) (laughs) i was like why did i do that what a stupid idea (laughs) for a band name because now everyone thinks that's my name it's not my name and they'd be like well then who's audrey and i was like there's no one named Audrey like, well, why is your band called that then? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. So um, did that for a bit. It was kind of like a punky rock band. Um, we did some okay stuff. Like we were only together for a couple of years, but we we had a couple songs in a movie. We had another one at a TV show and stuff, but it was like- Oh, that's,
0: that's, that's right? freaking awesome.
1: Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, but it's one of those things where like the classic story where the guitar player moves to Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> like like the rest of the band moves away um and uh so yeah we just he was such an integral part of the group and like coming up with all the songs and everything like that that it mm-hmm. just didn't really feel right to keep like to just replace him and find someone else and i think the band had kind of like uh gone through the motions and and kind of done what it needed to do at that point. So we just decided to disband, but then just kind of joined a couple cover bands and in a Taylor Swift cover band. Uh, we played- <laughs> What 40. did you call that?
0: What well, did that band have a name?
1: So we were called Wildest Dreams, which is a Taylor oh. Swift song from the 1989 album. Um, and yeah, we like played the marquee one time. So we like got to play on that stage in front of like 700 people, which was amazing. And uh, like sold out the Seahorse and the Company House a few times, so oh nice, a lot of, a lot of fun times. And now that <laughs> is definitely not happening anymore. What, yeah. Wait,
0: like how how recent was this band playing?
1: Oh my gosh, uh, the last show that we did for the wildest dreams, I think was maybe 2018. Okay, and then so Trevor Murphy, I he was on Blackout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Trevor was one of the main guys in Wildest Dreams, super, super great guy. I mean, like he does so much for the music industry and like the community in Halifax um, mm-hmm. and super great friend of mine. And uh, so we had talked about trying to do kind of like a, a pop divas acoustic show at the Seahorse. And we had that planned for March 2020. So oh, man. as you can imagine, that did not happen.
0: Nope, 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 nope. So, Did you guys, like, were you rehearsing on stuff for the show before COVID so hit?
1: So we hadn't done too, too much, but we had met up. Like, I sing on one of his songs for his new project, Sluis. Um, so it's like he started a new francophone project, which is awesome. Um, I'm French myself, so it's mm. it's great to see more francophone artists coming out and um, people embracing their francophone heritage and Acadian heritage. And um, so we were recording some songs for Sluis, and um while what does that that, mean uh i think it's the like i I think it's a place like okay i think it's like a a place that he grew up nearby um i i'm so sorry trevor if i have that wrong (laughs) he's gonna be like (laughs) like, what a terrible friend like why don't you know more information about this um (laughs) yeah so we had been like we had picked songs Mm. and stuff like that that we were going to do and we had Mm -hmm. um hung out a couple times just me and him like we were still thinking about trying to to find um maybe someone to do some like light percussion um and Mm. maybe a bass player or something like that just to fill it out a bit but not as like the the wildest dreams we're we're nine people in that band um (gasps) yeah it's a lot. lot of people and it's a lot of people to try and get together like yeah, oh my did, god, yeah. I don't think we had a single rehearsal where we had everyone. We had maybe <laughs> maybe had one. So like the real rehearsal was like our sound check. Cuz <laughs> the only time that we had everyone there. Like, it was well,
0: well, at least they always show up to the day of the on the day, of <laughs> the day <of> the show.
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's the important part is like actually having people there. But it was fun mm. like we had uh like three sets. Um, well, I guess two sets plus the encore. We had like three costume changes. Um, Whoa. we got, we went pretty, pretty hard with it. We, we had like, <laughs> uh, guests to sing on some of the songs and, and yeah. stuff like that. So it was a fun time.
0: So you have these like, you know, outgoing, uh, personality, uh, much happened, March 2020 happened everything was shut down. How, I guess, just how has that been for you from that time till now? We work and like, your mental health and yeah. you know, all that?
1: Um, I mean, it's been not great. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I think people think I'm a much more outgoing person than I am. I'm, I'm sociable and i'm i'm personable but i'm not i don't love being out and about like i i almost prefer being home a lot so i actually really liked it at first and i was like oh this is sweet like i don't have to go anywhere i don't have to like put real clothes on i can just hang out um but i think that it's it's one of those things where it's affecting us more on a like subconscious level than we think um so i'm actually off work right now i'm on stress leave um That have been since the end of February and will be until about the end of April. Um, So I think it was one of those things where you don't really notice that it's affecting you as much as you think. Like you're trying to put up with it and you're trying to um, keep going as if things are normal, but they're not. Like I think that that was the biggest thing for me is like being at work and continuing to do like, I never had, I never got laid off during the pandemic. Like we worked through the entire thing. Um, and I remember like the first week that we found out that everything shut down, I got a an email from one of the like higher ups at, at the organization being like, this is the time that we all need to be as productive as possible. Like every second of every day, you have to be working. And I was like, bitch, are you serious? Like there's a, <laughs> people are dying. Like, is this really the time? Like." I work in like communications and events. Mm. And I was like, I don't think that right now is the time for me to be working as hard as possible on an event that like Mm. we can't do in the first place. You know what I mean? And it was just Mm -hmm. like a wild realization of how some people are just like, Oh no, we need to keep going as normal. And it's just like, but we can't like, it's not normal. Like things are not normal. Mm. Like it's not okay. Mm. Like I have friends of mine who um, like, and I, I say that saying as someone who works at an, office like I've been so lucky that I can when I kept my job and I am in an work environment where I can work from home I don't have to work with the public and I have friends of mine mm. who you know work as managers of retail stores or like as servers or bartenders and stuff and they have to be out and about and like are constantly scared about their health and like that's mm. just I don't know how anyone's supposed to be able to just act as if everything's normal and fine when you're like your body is constantly under the stress of like am i going to get a deadly disease at any minute you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um so i i got to the point where i was just trying so hard to pretend that things were fine and normal but like i was i was having a hard time even just sending out an email like it took me like three days just to send out a like thanks so much for replying like Mm -hmm. and then feeling guilty about having those feelings because like I said like I work from home like I spend my time playing fetch with my cat and like taking my breaks to take a nap or like watch tv like my life is not hard my job is not hard right now um Mm -hmm. so I couldn't understand why I was getting so anxious and like so it was so difficult for me to do anything And then it was like, oh, right, because we're, like, living through a global pandemic. And I also, like, I suffer from depression and anxiety and have for the majority of my life. Um, So, it's, like, put things into perspective and, like, made me and forced me to kind of um, face a lot of the things that I've, sorry, put on the back burner over the last, you know, decade or so. Um, Mm -hmm. Trying really hard to get my sleep underway and, like... um, eating healthier i've started going to the gym um like five times a week since november and had been working out just from home before then like i never ever thought that i would be a gym person but i'm like (laughs) yeah like i love doing like a bench press and like i've started doing like deadlifts and stuff and like that's really fun to me and like um just trying to do a lot of things that they say are supposed to help your mental health and i'm just like i hate that it does like, I hate that working out and, like, going to bed early does actually help me. I'm just, like, <laughs> like can it be something more fun? Like, can't just, like, eating five different foods, Like, why does that not make me feel any better? Like, why is binge watching my favorite show not something that will help my anxiety? Like, Give me something a little bit more fun here. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, like, also – Finally went on medication, which also turns out is very helpful. A plus on a uh, medication. Thank you, science, uh, for that. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, so, what, where, let's talk about the medication one. What was your reservation about it before?
1: Um, I don't, I don't like being or taking medications to begin with. Just like in general, I, I think I was worried. I've had so many friends who have been on medication and found that it didn't work for them properly. And then they had to like change doses and it would take months for them to find the right dose or the right type of medication. And during those months, it would always be like so difficult for them. Um, I was also worried about some of the side effects that come with a lot of the medications, Um, Mm -hmm. just worried that I would be one of those people that just it doesn't um, my bi- my body doesn't tolerate it properly um mm-hmm. and i think also a lot of it had to do with just like being like oh yeah i mean i have anxiety and depression but like i'm not that anxious like i don't need medication or anything like that kind of mentality of like oh no it's fine like yeah i, I have mental illness but it's not that bad um mm-hmm. i think that was the big thing just like the mental hurdle of just admitting that I do need more help than I am willing to admit. And I like, I've been in what got you there. Uh, you know what? I was having a conversation with someone and I was just like spiraling. Like I, I was just like, and why, why about this? And like, also this and like, what's going on? And like, well, and they looked at me and they're like, I feel like you need to write a novel every time that you talk. And then you also need to write two novels to accompany that one, to explain like the, 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 like, you know, spirals that you're going through in that. Cause I, I, I'm like, Oh, and then this is also this, like, I, I just can't stop. And I was like, Oh, is that a thing that not everyone does? Like, is that not normal? (laughs) Um, and I was like, Oh, I, yeah, it's not normal. Um, And then I had a talk with my, my therapist and she had said something about like me having a low something, something, I can't even remember what it is. Mm -hmm. And I looked it up and it was like, oh, that's found in people with depression. And the next session that we had, I was just like, hey, so like I looked it up and it said that like, usually that's found in people with depression. And she was like, yeah, because you have depression. And I was like, well, I have depression? She's like, yeah, like, it's pretty obvious. I didn't think we had to, do- like, I thought you knew, like, you have been, you have depression, you have been depressed for the majority of your life. And I was just like, mm. oh, that explains a lot. <laughs> like, I, <was> like <laughs> I always kind of, like, joked about it. Um,
0: and I yeah, think I know. a lot of
1: it is, like, I'm the kind of person where I, 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 use humor a lot as my like coping mechanism Mm -hmm. so like i was worried when i was talking to my actual like medical doctor about going on stress leave because i was worried about how whether or not she would actually believe that i was depressed and had anxiety because i was like oh yeah but like you know it's fine and like ha ha, and i make a lot of jokes about it um Mm -hmm. but that's just kind of how i deal and process um Mm -hmm. but like yeah so um I just having that talk with that person and then also my therapist and being like, Oh, I do actually have depression. Maybe I should actually be on medications finally. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of what, and also I think the pandemic, just like having been like hit so hard being Mm -hmm. like, you know what, maybe it's time to just see if something can help. Like see if something will kind of make this a little bit lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you, you're, using it now and you can tell that it's helping
1: oh totally yeah it's it's made a huge difference like everything from just not spiraling as much to not having constant heart palpitations to uh like i would like one example um i remember years ago i just had a bad day and it just you know when you have one of those days where like every everything keeps like going wrong like i like dropped all my groceries um, when I was trying to bring them in. And then I put my key in the lock and I broke the key in the lock cause it was frozen. Like it was really cold outside. And I just like lost it. I like fell to the ground. I like couldn't stop crying. And like, yeah, that's a stressful, stressful situation. But then I was like that for about four days Oh, and it's like, okay. Oh, that's not a, a normal like mm. reaction to just having a, a bad day. Mm-hmm. Those don't really happen anymore. Like I still mm-hmm. get, you know, a, a low time and sometimes I'll have like a low that isn't necessarily tied to any specific, um, situation or any circumstance or anything like that, but they yeah. don't last for days anymore, um, which mm-hmm. is huge. Um, mm-hmm. so that's been really helpful for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, oh man, I, I really really enjoyed chatting with you. I think we should have a show where we talk about shows that we've seen. That would be so Yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you go but before I do, there's is t- well, actually two things. First off, you know, uh you put up a post with McCain. Let's talk about that one. What is the story oh, yeah. there?
1: So, uh I put together uh some some tweets about McCain deep and delicious cake, um which like i said uh i love to joke around when i'm talking about depression um so i made a post about how it's the best cake to cry into when you're depressed um and they reached out to me and they're like hey we're actually starting a new like marketing campaign do you think that we could use your tweet and i was like i am so excited that i get to be the depressed face of mccain's (laughs) delicious cake you know because here's the thing you, you said you've never really had that cake before, but like the brand mm. of this cake is very much like target audience is like late, like mid 20s to like early 30s women who are having a time. They're like having a hard time. They need to cry into a cake. That is the cake that you buy. Um, <laughs> that is the brand. Like you're going through a breakup. You like lost your job, like anything like that. You can just eat it out of the pan. It's perfect. Mm. Um, so I posted, I actually had like several tweets and they've used a <laughs> couple of them. Like yeah. I gave their marketing department so much to work with. Um, mm-hmm. and so they reached out and asked if I could be a part of it and then sent me a bunch of swag. So they got me a bunch of free cake and like a deep and delicious nice. hoodie the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Like, I love this cake so much. <laughs> I was saying how I found those old childhood videos. Like, there are videos of me on my birthday at, like, six years old, eight years old, 10 years old, eating cake. Like, that's yeah. the cake that I would have for my birthday. Oh, so wow. I was just like, I finally made it. Like, this is, this is the like, this is. All I've ever wanted in my life is to <laughs> be an ambassador for Deep and Delicious cake. So I'm just hoping that the, like, Run with it a little bit more, like maybe get me more involved. I just like McCain. If you see this, please let me be your brand ambassador for real. Like I, it would mean the world.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's good to know. Yeah, cause but like finally, you know, I'm gonna let you go on this question. This the um I don't know why I call it Red Mysterio's my uh mask right behind you. Oh yeah, to your left what's up there? Like, how did you get the mask?
1: So that one I got from Mexico. Um, I went to Mexico a couple of years ago for my 30th birthday and I really wanted a Lucha mask. Um, that was like my goal was to bring one back. I've been a wrestling fan since I was a kid. Um, I don't even know why, like my parents weren't into it. My brother wasn't into it, but I fucking loved wrestling. Like I had like, you know, problematic dude now, but like I had a Hulk Hogan, like life-size, well, like my size uh, at at the time doll that I would wrestle with all the time. I like forced my dad to bring me to wrestling shows. And like, he (laughs) brought me to one, I don't know how familiar you are with like 1990s uh, wrestling, but there was a guy named Papa Shango. Yeah. And so he was there and like, he would come out in like, there'd be like smoke and stuff. And like, he had like a, a, like a shrunken head and I freaked out and started crying, burst like, <laughs> out crying. I was like four years old, and my dad like had to take me out of the arena and swore that he was never going to bring me to wrestling again. Um, <laughs> he was like this is you're not old enough to be here yet. Like yeah. we, gotta, yeah. we gotta keep this on the DL. So uh, <laughs> yeah, going yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so I've just been into wrestling for uh, most of my life, on and off. In the last few years, especially, like, got really into going to the local shows and mm. and uh, supporting more of, of the local wrestlers, and also watching a lot more frequently, like WWE and AEW, especially now. Um, mm. And so, yeah, just needed needed to get a mask, and it's it fits. I've I've, I've worn it. It's a little. Bit like, <laughs> oh, that was going to be my but, next
0: question. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think that's what we should do on our show. See, the thing people don't get about wrestling is that like like sure they've like decided who's going to win, but every other thing is really people hitting themselves. They're like, like yeah. they're actually hitting themselves. And like the thing about wrestling, you have to watch it like a TV show. Totally. And it it the season especially for like WWE starts from one WrestleMania and ends on another WrestleMania. Yeah. So take a, uh, a wrestler and like that's the character you want to follow and just follow this guy's journey or totally. this girl's journey. And that's how you watch wrestling. Forget like wrestling is some of the best writing on TV right now. Oh, absolutely. I, and I'm not like, totally, totally. Oh, yeah. Oh, like,
1: I I love it. It's, it's basically drag. It's like drag. And, you know, you have the theatrics, you have the different costumes. They come out mm-hmm. to different music. They also have their own personas. There's yep. like, you know a lot of uh fights between people that are like not necessarily physical but just like the emotional drama that's going yes. on like, oh my gosh yes, yes. i love the i love the storylines more than the wrestling sometimes
0: right i don't yeah. you know i thought I, I was like if i record the show i might forward to the the actual match yeah. but like the that when you're dissing each other when you're yeah. saying Look at the jumbotron. I need to watch that. That is totally. what we're watching. 'Cause like yeah. the stories Oh yeah. man, we, we really should talk cry, about doing this. It's, if I can analyzing,
1: how I know um, their job.
0: Yeah. I still watch Raw every Monday. So nice. <laughs> nice okay 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 i'm having too much fun this is illegal (laughs) (laughs) thanks for telling me that pinball is illegal i didn't know that i need to find a documentary about that because how is this thing not a tv show um there's a tv show about uh i can't it's called a deuce it's kind of like uh 60s 70s 80s new york yeah you know and like i think pinball is in there somewhere because some some of these guys they had like uh like a video slot porn place where you go to, and it's the same right. thing, and they were actually using that to launder money, so completely makes sense. Yeah. Why it was, I don't know, they didn't even talk about that, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Oh man, Chantal, it's always nice to talk to you. Yeah, and you I, I'm gonna sit back and think because, like you know, we we kind of have the same sensibilities about TV shows and wrestling too. So yeah. it would be nice to, like you know, every once a week, just sit down and chat about TV shows and, yeah, and put love it pop out culture. there. <laughs> I love
1: talking
0: about pop culture. Oh man, thank you so much for coming to this thank sanctuary you. today. I had a wonderful time, and we should do this again too. Yeah, me
1: too. Great time. Thank you again for asking me.